I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium, and here we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. Eileen Day McCusick is a pioneer in the fields of human biofield, therapeutic sound, and electric health. A researcher, author, inventor, educator, speaker, and practitioner, Eileen has been researching health since 1987, and specifically how sound impacts health since 1996. She is the originator of the sound therapy method, Biofield Tuning, with thousands of students trained worldwide since 2010. The founder of the Biofield Tuning Institute and the author of best-selling books, Tuning in the Human Biofield, Healing with Vibrational Sound Therapy, and Electric Body, Electric Health. Eileen is also the inventor of a revolutionary and much-loved tool, the Sonic Slider, the creator of a line of tuning forks and accessories, and the CEO of Biosona LLC, which provides sound therapy tools and training. Welcome, Eileen. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me. I could really, really use your help. If you haven't had a chance yet to listen to my season five opener, go back and listen to that. But in the event that you don't, I need your support. If you've been listening to me for a while, or even if you just started, you can go to Patreon and put in Dr. Amy Robbins. And there you can find different levels in which you can support the podcast financially. At this point, I have no ads. I have no... Um, sponsors. I am solely self-funding this podcast, and it would really, really help me out if you've gotten something out of this podcast, if you could donate $5, $10, or even $20 a month just to help me out, to help support the podcast. I'm continuing to work to try to get sponsors, to try to get advertisers, but until that happens, I need your help. And there are other ways to support the podcast. In addition to Patreon, you can like the podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can rate and review the podcast. I always love reading your reviews. They're really 
heartwarming to me. And it's the emotional currency that I get from providing you with this resource. So uh, please, please take a moment to just help me out here. You can also find the links in this um, episode, in the episode notes, as well as on my website at dramyrobbins.com. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at drramyrobbins. Well, I am so excited to dig into this topic as we were talking before. I usually ask for a tune-up after a massage and um, it's amazing. So let's start by how you ended up in this space of biofield tuning, how you even knew that this was a thing. Well, I didn't know it was a thing. I kind of fell blindly into it and uh, kind of stayed with it, which sort of surprised me. I started using tuning forks in my massage therapy practice back in 1996 and found them very intriguing, uh, more so than I expected them to be, and used them as a hobby. Basically, stopped doing massage pretty quickly once the tuning forks came into the picture because I found that I could actually get more outcomes from just using the forks than from doing massage. And uh, did it as a hobby for a long time. And then in 2006, I uh, started to discover the information in the field around the body, which kind of blew my mind because I had no idea what that was all about. And then ended up having very dramatic therapeutic outcomes with my clients when I started working in the field, in the atmosphere around the body. And this led me to realize that I was on to something, but it was weird. And, and I really wanted to understand it and from a scientific perspective. Uh, so I went to college as an adult, actually, and uh, ended up writing a master's thesis called Exploring the Effects of Audible Sound on the Human Body and Its Biofield that was published in 2012. And that became the basis for my first book, Tuning the Human Biofield, which came out in 2014. And, uh, and then that led to electric body, electric health in 2021. So basically I discovered the body has an electrical system that we're not told about. And that this is the biofield. It's the electricity that flows through the body and the magnetic field that surrounds it and the energy and information that we find there and how modulating the magnetic field leads to significant changes in the way electricity runs through the body and the electricity is primary the, it's the vibes the currents the flows the patterns the rhythms that <clears throat> flow through us flow through our emotional body our mental body that give rise to the chemistry and the function or dysfunction of the physiology it's mm. the template it's the blueprint and it's also where all our memories are stored so biofield tuning is a practice of finding noise and resistance in the flow of current in the body's electrical system and helping reflecting that back to the body. The tuning fork acts like a mirror. It allows us to be sort of diagnostic as we move a fork through the field towards the body. The tone changes as it moves through this hidden tonal landscape of the vibes we give off. And wherever there's a place that has a noise in the signal, you can hear it. Where there's resistance, you can feel it. 
And when we hold that spot, we're like technicians, really. We find these wonky zones and just stay in them. And when the body hears and feels its own dissonance, it uses the, the fact that the tuning fork is like a metronome. It's providing a steady, coherent rhythm. It's providing a steady tone. And that enables the body, which turns out to be a self-tuning instrument, to tune itself. And, and basically that's what we do. We just show the body where it's out of tune and, and then it fixes itself and then we move on to the next spot. This is a very simple practice um, and really speaks to the fact that the body is designed to heal itself. Okay. So I have so many questions. <laughs> Starting with, you talk about, you say the energy, you know, you say the electricity, Lots of people would refer to it as energy. How do you differentiate those two? Well, there's been a lot of obscuration in this particular field that comes to us from the Western medical molecular reductionist way of looking at things. Mm -hmm. And there's been a real denial, quite frankly, of electricity in the body. And, and certainly a very big denial of the magnetic field around the body. This is all pushed into the realm of pseudoscience and woo and dismissed as nonsense. But there, you know, a book actually just came out by a science journalist named Sally Addy, who wrote a book called We Are Electric. And in this book, she's like talking about all the ways that we know that that electricity is going on in the body. It's across every every surface membrane, every cell. It's in our blood. It's in our flowing through our fascia, our collagen, our heart, our brain, our bones, our blood. Like there is electric current running through us. That is the difference between being alive and being dead. When you are alive, your light is on. And when you are dead, your light goes out. And that is your body's electrical system. I would say that it's the same thing that we call our mind, our conscious mind, our subconscious mind. I would even go so far as to say it's the same thing we call our soul because it is there when we're alive and it is gone when you're dead. So uh, there's, to me, I don't quite understand how they managed to Jedi mind trick everybody for decades into this idea that there is no vital life force in the body. And it, you know, early on when Western researchers started really trying to study and understand the Eastern concept of chi, they were basically mm -hmm. said it's the same thing as electricity. So what we're calling chi or energy is the flow of current through the body. It's very simple. It's very, very simple. And we know that in, in life, anything that has an electric current running through it has a magnetic field around it. We also know that magnetic fields guide and inform electric current. So it really makes sense mm. to manipulate and modulate the magnetic field because that's going to shift the electricity. And that's exactly what we're doing in this work. There's nothing metaphysical about it. There's nothing woo-woo about it. It's all based on principles we already understand about electricity, about physics, and um, there's there's really no argument to be had here. So so this sort of way that people have been made to feel embarrassed when they talk about energy medicine or that this idea of energy medicine is somehow taboo or that people are delusional is all propaganda. It's all nonsense, really. And when well, it really you, you can't you can't patent it and sell it at a high cost, right? Well, I think that this book, We Are Electric, is trying to lay down the groundwork for medical science to start moving into this realm with their devices, with their 
things that they implant in the brain or mm. you know, <laughs> there's no talk so far. I haven't finished the book, but of magnetic fields, there's no talk about uh, Eastern medicine and this whole idea, <laughs> like the, the Eastern medicine never became disconnected from the truth of this flow of current, you know, so it's just very um, speaking to the Western mind and, and this tendency to get very focused with it about the brain regarding mm-hmm. consciousness and, you know, this whole idea that, that, you know, your concept of you and everything is happening in the brain. Uh, it's not, it's your whole system in this model, because your magnetic field extends around about six feet around you. Um, <clears throat> uh, the body is actually inside the mind rather than the other way around. And wherever we go mm. out of balance in our mind, that pulls the body out of balance. And that's certainly been my observation. Most of the pain that people suffer from is some kind of mental or emotional hang up that they are struggling to get sorted. And it's just shifting the way that everything is running in the body because they're akimbo in their own being. So let me break this down a little bit. So the biofield is the magnetic field around the physical body, or it's the physical body and that six feet expansiveness. So Initially, the term was coined by a panel of National Institute for Health Scientists in 1994 to try to give a scientific name to the field that surrounds the body. So they're not calling it the aura or the human energy field. So so if you look up a definition of it, it's sort of something that may or may not exist. You know, the biofield is still kind of considered a bit of a battleground, which I think is mm. silly. Uh, to me, the battle's already won, but <laughs> some people, I guess, are still in it. Uh, well, ain't, ain't that ain't that a metaphor for where we are today, right? Yeah, yeah. Needless struggle, right? Um, <laughs> and uh, and power plays, really. Um, but what I really came to see is that it's the electrical system in its entirety. You can't separate the field from the current running through the body. The electricity that beats the heart, that gives you thoughts, you know, that's that's in your blood, in your bones, that's the same as the magnetic field. They're one and the same. Mm. So, so mm-hmm. you can't, it's to me, and I've gone a little rogue uh, just based on my own clinical hands-on work with this thing, you know, I'm like, it's all the same thing. It's just two sides of the same coin. And I think that, you know, that, that's sort of my, what, what I teach, what I bring to the equation, you know, is this, yeah, great. I'm glad y'all are figuring out that electricity is running through the body and there's also magnetic fields and let's get hip to that. And, Mm -hmm. And that is a little slower in coming. So can you walk me through what a session looks like when someone comes in? I'm really curious to sort of dig into this and understand one, what some, what you experience, what the client would experience, and also where, how you know when energy's stuck, what it's stuck because of. Um, So let's just, I'm just walk me through what that would look like. Sure. So if somebody comes in to see me at my office, like I treated somebody, somebody came in Saturday. Uh, I don't do a lot of in-person. I don't do a lot of sessions anymore. I do a few here and there, um, but I've ended up having to do a lot of other things besides at this point. But 
in a in an in-person session, you would come in, lie down on the table. So biofield tuning, we use weighted forks on the body mm-hmm. and we use unweighted forks in the field. So the unweighted ones are like mm-hmm. what you would use to tune an instrument. The weighted ones are what like the doctor might put on your lower leg to see if you have neuropathy. It's going to send a vibration in and ask you if you can feel it, right? These are both okay. tools that most doctors have tuning forks and use them. Uh, they just don't use them the way we use them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I would start by just running some sound into your body. I start at the feet. So I'll, I'll put the fork on the bottom of the foot and I'll send the sound current into the body and I'll determine how far is that flowing? Is it getting stuck at the ankles? Mm. You know, does the person have a lot of compression in their ankles from jumping around or being an athlete or whatever that's stopping energy from flowing? Um, so I'm using them sort of diagnostically listening. What we do with the, with the team forces, we listen. Uh, I'm using it like a stethoscope, really. Um, and But also, in addition to it being diagnostic, it's simultaneously therapeutic because even as I'm noticing that not much sound is running through your ankle joint, that I am keep putting it there and it keeps on sending that current. So sound opens up space. If people have compression injuries, for example. They can be really hard to heal. But sound waves get inside and then they open things up, mm-hmm. just like they use sound to break up kidney stones. So mm-hmm. a, a kidney stone is hanging out and it gets hit with a sound wave that sort of blasted into smaller pieces. So then you can pass them. And so this is the same idea. I'm just sending those sound waves through tissue that is too contracted, too tense and helping it to open and release. So I will put the forks on the feet, the sides of the knees, sides of the hips, uh, along points, top of the head, just to kind of read and feel what is going on. Like if I put a tuning fork on somebody's sternum, I can tell what their heart rate variability is like. I can tell if they have anxiety. I can tell whether they hold their breath regularly or not. All of these patterns and rhythms that are going on in the body become detectable. Like if you've ever had Chinese pulse diagnosis and they hold Mm -hmm. your wrist and they're like, oh, you had a kidney infection when you were 22. I'm like, how do you know that? (laughs) Right. But it's all recorded in all of the pulses and the rhythms that are flowing through our electrical system because all of our memories they were told are there in our brain right but what i've found if you think about it like everything that we experience smell hear touch taste feel respond to everything is all an electrical impulse in the body so it makes sense that our memories are in our electrical system when we charge around a memory or we get triggered about something mm-hmm. that's all responding to the information that's been laid down in what I've come to see as standing waves in the magnetic field that surrounds the body. So basically what I've done in my research is, and this took years to do, like bouncing sound off the body and the field like sonar and listening to the ping back mm-hmm. and discovering that the that there's an actual anatomy and physiology to this magnetic field and that it's where our memories are stored. So combing through the field, which is what I do. So after I work on the body, then I'm going to determine what zone is in need of an adjustment. It's kind of like a chiropractic adjustment. And that involves going out to the outer edge of the field. So the field is bounded, has a double layer plasma membrane. It's a bubble. 
I wanted to talk about that plasma cosmology too, but we'll stick with this for now. Well, well, this is your electrical body, your electrical bubble, anything, any of these bubbles, whether it's the earth's atmosphere, the sun's atmosphere, whatever, all have a membrane. They have a boundary, just like our atmosphere has a boundary, right? So, so our personal atmosphere has a boundary Mm -hmm. And, and that boundary holds the information of our gestation. And then as, so it's like dropping a needle on an album and reading the vibrational record of somebody's life. So if somebody's 40, I'm going to find information that was generated 20 years ago, about three feet away from them. I'm going to find information that was generated in the last couple of years, right next to the body. So our, as we go through our days, we like have these little needles that are kind of ticking out what our vibrational status is. And if we're coherent, then we're producing coherent waves. But if we have something like a car accident, then that's a big upset in the waves that we're producing. And Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And so, because of a physical and emotional injury to the field, is that it's what just to the organism? Okay. You know, your organism and, and the specifically right. What makes you alive is the fact that you have an electrical system that's going on and it's the electrical system that's cognitive, that's subcognitive, that's responsive, that's emotional, that thinks all of that is all your electrical system. And, uh, and so I can, as I move the fork through this tonal environment, um, it, it reads the information that's there. It's like an invisible ink decoder. And it shows me the memories all in this vibrational language that mm-hmm. I've just learned over 27 years of doing this. Like, for example, if I hit an area where there's a car accident, the tone will go very sharp. Whenever you feel alarm, right? Your whole body's like, ah! <laughs> right. And so that, that shows up. I hear that in the tone. If you just yesterday, I worked on uh, a friend and uh, I got to this place when she was around 17, where, where there was like a void. And I was like, Mm. wow, like what happened to you at 17? You kind of disappear from your record. And she said, oh, that's when I met, you know, my now ex-husband. And I kind of just dissolved myself into him and into the relationship. Mm. Right. So, so I had to really dig in there under the void, under the quietness to find her tone, like the truth of who she was and, and bring that up. And then it's an interesting process. Cause when we find these places like these voids or these sharp zones or, you know, any kind of trauma that we go through, 
there's always some kind of charge stuck there. There's something frozen. Mm-hmm. And so that will relate to a place in our body that we're, you know, when people have frozen shoulder, for example, like let's right. frozen shoulder, the left shoulder in the biofield is where we store sadness. Okay. Every time you feel sad, the little needle that's ticking out that sad song is in the field off of the left shoulder. And so when you have a lot of sadness that you haven't been able to express, that you haven't been able to digest, that you haven't been able to get over, that creates an accumulation literally of heavy energy that's sort of frozen in your magnetic field that's going to freeze and accumulate the electricity in your shoulder. Your shoulder's frozen. It's because your field is frozen. It's because your heart and your mind and your ability to express are all frozen. And so I'm going to come in there, find that because I can feel that resistance in the fork. You feel it. It's really like running into something. There's like a magnetic resistance in in these sticky spots. And so we stay there and get the body to become self-aware and relax and release basically. And then the energy that was frozen in the field and frozen in the body, we bring to the midline. We bring everything is this process of sort of combing through the field, bringing it to midline or the central channel of the biofield, and basically restoring it back to flow. Hmm. Back to flow, which makes our overall voltage, the strength of the current running through our system, go up. So the more trauma we've had, the more times in our life where we've gone into contraction, into tension, into defense, into um, protection of ourselves, we're going to have all of these micro resistances built into our electrical system. So all these people Mm -hmm. who talk about having like long haul this or long haul that Lyme and chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia, all that, they're just their electrical system is full of tension and resistance and it's making what is available in the flow very low. So they don't have, their body doesn't have the ability to carry out its daily tasks and fix itself and get its energy up. Mm. When people come in and they tell me, oh, I have low thyroid and this and that. I'm like, throw all of that out the window. You have a low battery. And if we get your battery back up and we get your signal clarified, you won't have any of that anymore. You just won't. And you don't need any pills and you don't need anything. You just need to relax this resistance from all of that trauma that you've been through and get your juice flowing again. And then you'll be good. And I've seen this over and over and over and over again with people. Uh, where their energy just goes up because now it's not stuck in resistance anymore. It's moved into flow. So you clear that out. They don't have to do anything but be there. And I the mean, energy will clear. Like if you if you say, um, I see when you were seven, you know, such sadness and trauma because your mom left and abandoned you. Um, I would think there would need to be like some processing around that. Sure. Well, there is, because what's happening is, is that that part of your, of your memory, that, that part of you, okay. Wasn't seen, wasn't heard, wasn't witnessed, wasn't validated, and is pretty much still stuck back there in the past alone and upset. Mm-hmm. So when I come in and I stumble across that memory of the seven-year-old you, 
I'll just be like, whoa, okay, here's, here's seven-year-old you, and this is how she's feeling, and this is what's going on. And then you might tell me this, that story that you just told me, and we'll mm-hmm. be like, we'll just hang out with her. We'll just hang out with her. We listen to her. We feel her. We validate her, right? We just listen to the song in that part of the, the story. And then I'll tell you what, there's something about really being seen and heard in this way at this pure language of vibration level. Mm. Like, force don't lie. Your field doesn't lie. This is all truth about the record as it got laid down. Mm-hmm. So I might invite you to like, you know, just hang out with your seven-year-old self, you know, stop as an adult beating yourself up because you keep on having abandonment feelings come up. And then you're like, wow, I shouldn't be feeling that way. You're, you're invalidating the fact that this seven-year-old hasn't been healed yet. So let's just validate this. She had every right to feel that way. And because she hasn't been witnessed and digested and integrated, she's going to keep popping up in your Mm -hmm. life. You're going to keep creating these situations again until this gets settled and healed. So I want to make it really clear though. I am not doing the healing. I don't, I, we don't heal others. I am, am, am holding up a mirror and a leg up and some, and some physics, right? You're facilitating a space for the body to heal, for the body to heal itself. The body heals itself. I'm not healing. I'm just sticking a fork in a zone where the body can use that input to heal itself. And I'm just witnessing it. I can't heal you. You have to heal you. So how does this differ from like sound bowls when people do sound bowl therapy? Well, biofield tuning is very precise. Okay. It, we, every student has a map of the biofield and how different memories live in different places, different ages or in different areas. And so we'll get very precisely into exactly what happened when you were 28 years old. Like exactly what happened when you were 28 years old in your relationship with your father, like, boom, we're able to pinpoint very specific memories and stay in those memories until that targeted relaxation happens. Like I remember working with a fellow who, um, he was fed soy formula as a baby and he was allergic to it and they gave it to him for years Mm. like and it totally messed up his digestive tract and he had all these issues around food and eating and so i got into the zone kind of in the lower gi of his just belly aching as a two-year-old and i had to stay in that spot for a half an hour a half Mm -hmm. an hour in that one spot five and a half feet six feet away from his body until his gi sorted out all of the insults from early on and then all the ones that had built on top of it right so in doing that then he reported to me he's like wow i feel so much more free around my relationship with food like i'm not Mm -hmm. used to weigh everything and you know kind of over intellectualized instead of just feeling but he couldn't trust his own feelings because he was so damaged from early bad poison Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so so if you go and you go to a bowls experience those sound waves are going through you. They're helping you to relax in that moment, but they aren't necessarily specifically getting into your timeline, holding it, you know, witnessing these things, reflecting these things and, and staying with something as long as it needs to, to sort itself out. Right. 
So bowls are really more in my observation for sort of general relaxation. Now there are people who are learning, you know, to use their bowls. Like I use the fork. So you certainly can. Um, but I just feel like the, the forks are just, they, they, there's more dialogue that you hear, you know, mm-hmm. there's this sort of, um, our, our emotions and the way that they sound with forks is really like what music seeks to approximate. So when you and I are listening to a sad song, mm-hmm. I don't have to tell you that the song is sad. You just know right. it, right? So with the tuning forks, like the first, when I was first discovering the biofield anatomy, the first zone that I started to see the pattern in was in the sadness zone. Cause I, I had a lot of sadness in my life. So it really mm-hmm. resonated with sadness, you know, but then I discovered like, wow, alarm sounds alarming. It goes sharp or, um, Anger kind of has this quality of heat to it. The inner critic, the voice of the inner critic has a growl kind of quality. Mm. Like there, there's a whole um, fear. Sounds like the Jaws soundtrack, it's like, right? So every wow. single emotion that we feel, we put a word on it. But what is it? It's just the right. How is it? Particular pattern. How is it vibrating? Yeah. Within us. Through you. Exactly. So talk to me a little bit about the difference between voltage and vibration. Well, I think it has to do more, you know, people, there's a whole thing about raising vibration, Mm -hmm. right? People are always talking about. And and I think some of that comes from the book Power Versus Force, uh, where this this sort of linear ascending um, map is given where uh, certain emotions like shame is like vibrating at a 200, you know, whereas Christ and Buddha are, are vibrating at a thousand. And so we want to go from like these low, bad emotions, like up the scale into Buddhahood. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think this is really dangerous for a lot of reason. Like I get the intention behind it and I, and there is an element of truth in it. Okay. I don't want to disregard it completely, but it can be misconstrued in ways that are not useful. Right. Right. Like no, of none of our emotions are bad. None of our emotions are negative. Right. I say this all the time with my patients to feel shame. Like if you don't feel any shame, you're a narcissist. Whoa. Like you can't admit that you are being a jerk and that you did something wrong Mm -hmm. and you need to apologize and you need to mind my boundaries that I'm trying very hard to communicate clearly to you. But if you don't have shame because you've because it's an uncomfortable emotion. Nobody wants to feel shame, but it's mm-hmm. shame. it's the feeling of shame that keeps us in integrity, right? Yeah. It's the feeling of guilt. That's it's, it's, these are all feedback things to keep us healthy. If somebody crosses our boundaries, we have every right and reason to be angry about it and to figure out how to communicate that effectively. You know, mama bears don't ask for any, you threaten my baby bear, I'm going to get angry and you're going to know it, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing inappropriate about that at all. So people have been programmed to take these negative emotions and be like, oh, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel that. And so this leads to kind of like spiritual bypassing or what I call purple washing, where you're just trying to deny the fact that you have rage or hate or any of these strong emotions that are valid. And And I'm sure the tuning forks are going to pick up on that right away. They pick up on it right away, right, right away. And so, so this idea that higher is better 
again, it isn't really true, right? Everybody loves the base. <laughs> you need delta waves to sleep. So, so this demonization of low vibes and striving towards high vibes, it's just not healthy. It's mm-hmm. just not healthy. It's not mm-hmm. a healthy way to look at any of this. <clears throat> what I've seen is that what we really want to do with our vibration, if you will, is clarify it. Mm-hmm. We want to get clear. We don't want to be muddy and full of noise and static and signal jammers and tensions and stories and limiting beliefs and ancestral trauma and all of this stuff that jams up our signal and makes us incoherent. Mm -hmm. So that's what the tuning forks do. They help to clarify the signal. And then they also help to get the resistance out, like we were talking earlier, which raises your overall voltage. Right. So I want you to think about finding your vibrational sweet spot and and raising your voltage so that you're a brighter light. Most people are walking around. They're like that flashlight you pull out of the drawer with the old batteries. They're dim compared to what their potential is. Mm -hmm. They don't want to raise their vibration. It's going to get them nowhere. (laughs) They want to raise their voltage. They want to increase the strength of their battery. They want to make it so that whatever they're broadcasting is clear and coherent. And then they become a force for good around them. Mm -hmm. But I also think that it's very dangerous for people to have it in their head that they need to be Christ-like or Buddha-like. Because we're human beings. Right, right. And we're living in a difficult world. And we're going to have human experiences. We're going to worry. We're going to get angry. Which Christ and Buddha did. I mean, right? The Buddha Buddha left because he lost his mother and sat in sadness for years. Yeah. Yeah. Having a human experience. Having a human experience, right. Yeah. And, you know, there's the story of Christ and how he was upset with the money lenders and he was angry at what they were doing. Rightly so, right? Usury is a problem. <laughs> money and interest has gotten us into this big mess that we're in out here in the world right now. Right. And he knocked over the table. I mean, I know that's just a story. But but that that is an appropriate response to something that's nonsense and not okay. That's a mama bear kind of movement. Mm-hmm. Like this is not mm-hmm. okay, right? So so we've been kind of, especially women, have been turned into doormats in a lot of ways because we're like, oh, it's not good to get angry, or I know I shouldn't, you know. I'm like, well, but you can't. From what I'm hearing you say, and I agree with you, you can't clear it if you don't feel it. So if you're exactly. suppressing it and stuffing it down. You know, then you can't pass the the vibration from your foot to your ankle because it's going to get stuck. It's going to get stuck. And then you're not whole and then you're Mm -hmm. not able to show up as a whole person. And then your body starts to go south. So, yes, you have to feel it to heal it. And and that is it's you have to let yourself feel you have to figure out healthy ways to allow emotions to move through you, because if you hold them back, like just for an example, we're all exposed to heavy metals, right? All of us. We're, it's in the air, it's in the water, it's in our food. Why do some people end up with heavy metal toxicity mm-hmm. and other people don't? Mm-hmm. So what I've observed is that the peop- the sort of person who ends up with issues with heavy metals almost always is somebody who suppresses anger. Mm. You think about when something happens and you get angry and you just suck it in and you bite your lip and you hold it in. Just even feel that, right? This creates tension across all the membranes in the body. 
And if you have tension across these membranes, your body can't get these heavy metals through that tension. It can't mm-hmm. process them. It can't integrate them. It can't digest them. It's like, well, that's stuck there because of this tension. There are some people that say toxicity is the root of all illness. Okay. I say tension is the root of all illness because if you're relaxed and your voltage is high enough, you can process the toxins that come into your body as long as you're not inundated with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're, tr- we're all, I think, trying to do is optimize that ability for our body and our minds to process whatever comes in. Whatever feelings come in, whatever toxic environmental stimuli come in, it's like, how are we continuing to move that through and process? Exactly. And you need to be resilient, right? If you're stiff and you're rigid and you're already overloaded with too much stress, you're not going to be able to handle anymore. Mm-hmm. But but if you if you're if your field is expanded, it's bouncy, it's clear, your body is flowy, you're going to be able to process things. You know, and what this brings to mind is that last July I was in a motorcycle accident. I crashed my ninja into the pavement going 50 miles an hour. Oh my God. And I I landed on my left side and then I rolled 40 feet down the road and landed in a ditch. And the only thing that broke was the outside of my left ankle when the bike landed on it. So I'm 54 years old. I slammed into the ground hard and nothing really broke because my system is strong and resilient and bouncy and I'm relaxed and I've had so much work done. Right. So, so that's kind of the essence of, yeah, we're all, life is going to be hitting us all the time with stuff. This notion that you're going to get to this place where everything is going to be groovy is simply not true. Life Mm -hmm. is always going to be throwing challenges at you. Mm -hmm. It's the name of the game. And so how well you're going to adapt, how can you adapt and overcome? How can you continually adapt and overcome? And that's like being on the ball, being on your game, being with your battery meter optimized, right? So here's just a quick question that we can ask you and everybody. On a scale from one to 100, okay, imagine that you have a little battery meter that's measuring how much voltage you have in your system at any given time. So at 100, you are fully optimized. You are completely on your game. You are clear, you're light, you're sleeping well, you're digesting everything, you're getting your tasks done, and you're even being playful at the same time, right? Um, And one, you're just about dead. (laughs) <laughs> right. So where, where is your battery meter fall right now? And most times like a number kind of comes to mind. So do you have a number, Amy? 85. Yeah. 85 is good, right? 85 is good. You can, you can really function pretty well at 85. Um, but you'd be surprised what would happen in the, that last 15%, that last 10% of getting up to like 95. Like, what does that look like? Because in, in that are the smaller details, right? Like, are you able to keep your home clean, your car clean, your stuff in order, feel like you're on top of things, right? There's there's a whole subtly expansive realm as you get up into that optimization of yourself that's mm-hmm. really worth striving for, right? So, so like, how do you get there? Like, what does that even look like? And it's different, I think, than most people would realize. Like, I think a lot of people out there are trying to use food to optimize, trying to use eating clean, eating nutrient dense food, uh, that sort of thing. I think food will only bring you so far. I think food is important, right? But I don't think that it is the, 
the solution that a lot of people want it to be. And part of it is, is because if tension is our problem and you're tense about what you're eating, right? I worked on this guy a few weeks ago and I got into kind of all this tension around, around food and his, and his signal. And I was like, tell me about your relationship with food. And he said, I force myself to eat healthy things. Mm. And I was like, are you enjoying them? And he said, well, no, not really. I was like, you're missing the point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Food is one of the great pleasures of life. And it's so important to, to be relaxed around whatever you're eating, to not have guilt, to not have rules, you know, to not have rigidity. If you've Mm -hmm. got rigidity around food, thinking it's making you healthy, you're just wrong <laughs> because it's just right. Because the emotions around it are tense, are tense. Yeah, exactly. And people are often really surprised to hear the sorts of things that I eat, um, you know, because I eat a lot of stuff that we've been told is unhealthy. Um, I eat a bagel most days for breakfast, mm-hmm. bagel, cream cheese or with egg, bacon and cheese. Um, I eat cheeseburgers, French fries, cocktails. Basically, I eat whatever I want, mm-hmm. but I do it with pleasure, with enjoyment, with no guilt. Right. Mm-hmm. And my battery level is high. Like my electric digestion incinerator that is my digestive tract. Like I wait till I'm good and hungry and then I don't overeat. And I also make sure that I'm eating good quality food. Right. Because mm-hmm. not all cheeseburgers are created equal. Right. I love I a good here- cheeseburger. Everybody loves cheese. Well, not everybody, but you know what I mean? Uh, it's it's something that is lovable, <laughs> definitely for some of us and really satisfying, right? I want to be satisfied by the food that I eat. Mm. Really, what we're doing is, is we're eating sunlight. You know, that's what we're doing is we're eating sunlight. And it's actually very condensed in me. I do really well with like bacon, sausage, beef, Um <laughs> And, and fruit. So I really discovered that my body runs best on meat and fruit. Mm-hmm. And I eat very few vegetables, very, very, very few vegetables. There's a whole story that, you know, oh, you got to eat all these vegetables to be healthy. Well, I decided to experiment and go as long as I could without them, see what would happen. And I did not become any less healthy. But you're also probably from what you've said, because you've been doing this work for a long time, like that energy is midline for you. That's right. It's so it's midline. easy for things to flow through. Yes, exactly. Because I, because, and it's midline because it's all been relaxed from the periphery and brought into the midline. So the gut is really strong. Now it used to be really different. I mean, before I started getting tuning, I used to get stomach aches, gas, bloating, indigestion, heartburn, uh, couldn't have dairy, couldn't have wheat, you know, but I was also uh, chronically exhausted, chronically giving my power away, had no boundaries, had felt guilty taking care of myself, right? All, all of those things, and you're like, Bleh. right, right, right. And and in order to like reclaim all those parts of yourself, you have to be quote selfish. <laughs> you have to be like, mm-hmm. wow, I really got to take care of myself. And so, once I started getting tuning. Uh, then this all started to happen. Like I started to be able, just become more adaptable, right? More resilient, stronger, more centered. Um, so how and- many sessions does a person typically need to for their tune-up? How well, long are they be- in the shop? Yeah, I mean, it really <laughs> depends, right? It depends on who you are and what your goals are for yourself. Like if you just come to me because your knee is sore, 
I can probably fix you. I mean, I can probably get you out of pain in the first session. I mean, very often, if there's pain going on and it's tension based, we can we can get you out of pain in 20 minutes. Um, and then it, you stay out of that pain. You don't. Well, it depends on what it's related to, right? Mm-hmm. Like for example, I remember working on a woman who runner who came to me and she's like, oh, "I've been going out to run and my right hip really hurts." So I'm going and I'm listening off of her right hip, and she had this inner dialogue going on in her mind that her her marriage was dead. She wanted to leave. Should she wait until their son graduated from high school or should she leave now? And she was perseverating on this thought. Mm-hmm. She was spinning it over and over and over in her mind about what am I going to do? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? Well, that in the biofield was spinning off of her right hip. So she was not in the present moment, right? Because when we're in the central channel and we're really here, we're in the present moment. We're not stuck in the past. We're not worrying about the future. We're just here now, which is all we got really. Right. And because she was pitching her field to the right, because she was perseverating on this thought, Mm -hmm. she had taken the energy that should have been in her body, providing order, structure, function, and strength to that zone and putting it outside of herself. So her physiology was like, I don't have the juice in this spot to stay coherent while you're running and out. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so I came in, found that mental energy that was spinning off of her right hip and adjusted her and brought it in. And I was like, listen, this is what's going on. All right. If you keep perseverating on this, if you keep projecting yourself into the future, you're going to put yourself out again. And then you're going to need to come back to me to adjust you again. But if you become conscious of how you're using your mind and how it's putting your body out of balance, and you keep bringing yourself back to the present moment, you won't need me to fix you or help you fix yourself, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? So a lot Mm -hmm. of this work is about, I work with my clients to train their minds into better habits because they're making themselves walked, right? And they've got to learn to make themselves not walked. And that, so I'm going to help you to train your mind to be more in integrity, to be more in this present moment. Now, if we go in and, you know, we find that there was big birth trauma and I settle that down, that won't ever come back like that, that signal. Right. Cause that's, not, that sounds like it's probably at an unconscious level. Yeah. It's at an unconscious level. It's far away. Right. But if you, if you have an inner critic, that's always running and to the point where now you have Crohn's disease and your gut is eating itself because you're always beating yourself up. Right. There's nothing I can do to like stop you from doing that. Mm-hmm. Only you can stop you from doing that. Right. Right. And that's where only you can heal yourself. Only you way. can heal yourself by, by believing that you're worthy of having a peaceable and beautiful inner kingdom. Mm-hmm. Wow. Eileen, we didn't even scratch the surface of everything I wanted to talk about, but so maybe I'll have you come back and we can talk about the universal piece of this because it's so fascinating. Um, but if people are interested in your work, um, where can they find you? How do they find practitioners? And you did say you can work. I know you don't do a lot of work, but that this work can be done virtually, which I don't understand in terms of how, when you do like an on the body, how that works, but 
Right. Well, we can do it virtually. We don't necessarily do the on the body part, although some people do. They'll like just kind of pretend that the body is there and they'll put the weighted fork where it would be. Um, but I mean, as far as how it works at a distance, like because I'll do it over Zoom. Right. Recently, I shared a little clip of a, of a astrologer that I like uh, playing a piece of music. And as I was listening to her play this piece of mu- music, I was like, gently moved to tears because she brought so much grace and beauty and presence and intention and love, right? She really brought her spirit into this piece of music and just listening to this piece of music through YouTube made me cry. Okay. Why does anybody ever ask why music moves us? Does anybody ever ask how music moves us? I've never heard anybody ask that question. We feel it. I think we feel it, right? Right. So a tuning fork, because it produces infinite undertones and overtones, it's like a tiny orchestra. And the way that I'm using it is to to listen to you. First, I'm just listening. And I can. I mean, Mm -hmm. it just works that way. (laughs) Even without being in communication, I I can hold out a fork and listen to your field with your permission, right? And so, so then you're, you are hearing yourself and you are being moved by your own music. Like the, this music is moving you in the same way that music mm-hmm. moves you. Mm-hmm. And because I make recordings too, right? They're, they're on my website, biofieldtuning.com. There are, uh, and biofieldtuningstore.com. Um, there are all kinds of recordings that I've made. People are like, well, how is it that a recording of this can have an effect? I'm like, how is it that listening to a recording of music has an effect? Right. We put music to all of our meditations. Often. Yeah, exactly. Right. So there's a kind of disconnect here mm. around around something that is really pretty obvious when it comes right down. to We're all sound healers. We all have music playlists in some way or another. Or we put on different radio stations. Flip. Why do you flip through the radio stations until you found something that resonates? Right. Mm-hmm. Because you are being a sound healer for yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, music lifts your mood. It- it sets the mood, right? It does yeah. so much. Yeah, it can energize you. It can put you to sleep, right? Mm-hmm. All these things. Tuning forks do the same thing. Just a tiny, tiny band in one little instrument that has the same power to move you. It's amazing. Yeah. So people can find you at biofield.com? Biofieldtuning.com. Biofieldtuning.com. And there you can find practitioners. We have practitioners all over the world. So if you want to try session uh, and they don't, everybody's trained to do it remotely. So you don't need to find somebody nearby to go to their office unless you really want to. And then you can do that. I personally only receive sessions at a distance. And Mm. sometimes even if I'm asleep. I uh, will have so many work on me. Uh, not that long ago, my low back was really bothering me. I reached out to one of my practitioners. She worked on me remotely with no open line of communication um, while I was asleep. And I woke up in the morning and my low back pain was completely gone. Completely wow. gone. I mean, that's pretty cool, right? <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Well, this is definitely something I want to try more in depth. I've tried it. Like I said, I've used my, um, ther- my massage therapist has used it because I have terrible low back pain and everything, but he's used it just at the end of sessions. Cause I'm like, tune in, tune up. Yeah. This sounds like a way more in depth um, experience that I'm really curious about. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing. I know my listeners are going to eat this episode up. It was awesome. 
Um, and if anybody wants to find out more about you, all the information will be in my show notes as well as links to your books. Um, so thank you, Eileen, for your time today. Yeah, you bet. Thank you, Amy. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means? Head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.